for a really great future. We're talking real money. Oh, don't tell me we're talking about retirement again. Man, we talk a lot about retirement on Talking Real Money. We talk about retirement all the time. Actually, there's a reason for that. I'm Don. Tom's over there. We're here to talk about money with you and retirement. And Tom, what's the reason? Why do we talk so much about retirement? Well, most people that are saving, most people that are investing should be doing that with the idea that that will replace their income when they decide to no longer work. Not everyone is like uh, the two of us, Don, and just wants to work until they fall over. Um, and so you should be making plans for that eventually, no matter where you are in your life. That's and it's going to be, plan. it's going to be the most expensive thing you do. We, 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 we're talking about bigger than saving for a house. Yep. Certainly bigger than saving for a car or a kid's education. This is the biggest financial commitment you're going to have keeping yourself alive as you age. Yeah. And, and most people are not doing a very good job of it. No, the vast no. majority are doing a terrible job. Well, according we, to this piece from well, the we, Wall Street we talk, Journal, yeah, we talk about the the number, the mm -hmm. number. There's a lot yep. of banding about of the number. The latest number I've read the 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 rule of thumb number is two million. You need two yep. million in retirement assets to silly. retire comfortably. And it used to be just a couple of days ago, it was a million. That's what inflation does. <laughs> a couple of years of inflation, um, next thing you know. You know I was always shooting for that million. I was yep. shooting for the million. Now the bar's been moved. The line's been, the finish line was been stretched over there. I'm, I'm freaking out. But but the vast majority of people in this country don't have anywhere near a million no, dollars. In fact, according to this piece from the Wall Street Journal, the total household balances in retirement accounts for those aged 55 to 64, it's about $400,000 on average. So nowhere near the 1 million and way That's shorter than better than I thought. Yes, because you do hear these numbers like, I think 40, maybe because this is couples. And that's why it sounds better. Oh, so the article is, it's a fascinating piece from the Wall Street Journal because it went out and talked to people and created the headline, here's what retirement with less than a million dollars looks like in America. Now, I'm not going to go through every one of these stories, because, but they're they're interesting. They're little little bios about people, how they're living in retirement with, you know, less than ideal situations. I mean, here's a, here's a woman that um, has about $400,000, uh, what they're doing. <laughs> One of the things they do is they turn the thermostat down to 60 degrees in the winter and mainly live in two rooms they heat with a pellet stove. Now that doesn't sound like a great retirement to me. Um, and then they, here's another one that only spends $300 a month on groceries. I don't know for two people that doesn't sound like a, a little bit of money, but how much um, on groceries? Three hundred a month. That's that doesn't sound crazily low, but that's yeah, today. I I'm a, I do all my gro yeah yeah for two people. Probably, we're yeah. probably five or six, and we don't yeah. eat elaborately. Yeah, I try to <clears throat> I try me. to keep my my bill to somewhere around a hundred a week. But I have a hungry teenager. A hundred a week. I have a hungry. Oh teenager yeah, no, too. with with so. your yeah. But I bet there's other spending and other food there sneaking is. Oh, into yeah. the house. Oh yeah. Well, had to stop at Starbucks to take her to school today. That you know that adds to the bill. Uh they're they're also spending um uh three three hundred dollars a month to pay down a thirty thousand dollar home equity loan. They, she says, eh, I don't care. I, I, I was a teacher. I grew up poor. It doesn't matter to me. Here's somebody else with $240,000 who says, sometimes you start out with plan A or B, but you end up with plan C or D. 
uh, every day is a bit of a struggle, right? I mean, these are individuals that um, uh, another one that's spending $38,000 a year, but reducing costs, trying to figure out how to spend less. I mean, these are all, (laughs) here's my favorite one uh, from a couple that uh, has about $200,000 uh, they say they drive to the grocery store only on days when they pick up their mail nearby. The quote is, there's no frivolous driving around. <laughs> you just <sighs> drive when there's necessary. So, okay. I mean, this is a fascinating thing because nobody wants to be in their golden years without gold, I guess. Right. They don't want to be sitting around trying to figure out how to how to pinch pennies to way, make it all work. Why do they call them golden years? They're, they're, I don't, somehow younger seems more golden. They're only golden if you like, you know, you're like the former president and sits in a tanning booth and turns golden. <laughs> exactly. Um, there you go. Golden. But, yeah. but, but here's the thing that bothers me a little about the piece, the article first, it says less than a million dollars. And I'm sorry. If you, if you have, they should have said less than half a million or less yeah, than 200,000 or something like cases, that, yeah. because if you have $900,000, which is definitely less than a million and you wait to collect social security until you're 70, ah, yes. you work a few more years. You see, you now have a portfolio that can generate uh, $3,500 a month relatively easily without the principal going down. Um, and, and your social security would be between 3000 and maybe even 4,000 a month. So you're looking at a almost six figure income in retirement. I think if you have a, even with inflation, if you have a six figure income today in retirement and you're not a spendthrift, ah, you can there look you pretty go. darn comfortably. Okay, but what percentage of America waits until age 70 to take Social Security? Not enough, but you now, know, what when, percentage? When, it's what tiny. Percentage? It's like seven or eight. Yeah, or, that's about yeah. right. It's seven or eight percent. So, it's, so you and I know that, but stupid. very few people, I, I agree. But it's they do it anyway. It literally is. Bird in the hand. They're thinking bird in the hand. You know, well, we already know that, know that almost half of them, half of them take it early because they don't think they're going to get it. They don't think the, the government's the going to get them. It's yeah. just, and it's a ridiculous scare tactic of people to do, to tell them that it's silly. But, but the reality is, is uh, Debbie and I have done, if we were, we've done this multiple times. We're not wealthy people. Uh, we're in that million dollar range, you know, yep. maybe a little over now in net worth, but not, not in, we're not to the two yet. We're, we're in that. You know, we'll, we'll hit that. I'm probably. going to take you to the two and beyond, my friend. All right. That's to part of my plan. Two and beyond. Anyway. i figure um, out how, but I'll do it. <laughs> I figured out at less than a, a million several years ago that the two of us could live about as comfortably as we're living now when I have a paycheck. Because, you know, a lot of the money's going. One of the things we forget about is if you're working and you're a good saver and you're investing yeah. in your 401k, when you retire, you're not going to be putting money in no. your 401k anymore. No. So, and hopefully your taxes go down. I mean, there's yeah. some other, hopefully there's less nice ties to buy. Like I, I am do. not I mean, there's crying other ways. for anybody who's under no. a million. Now I no. may be bemoaning people who are under two. When you get under the $200,000 retirement funding level, yeah. it starts to become more difficult. Then you're looking at, even in a best case social security scenario, you're looking at um, $5,000 a month in gross income. Yeah. And you may have to turn the thermostat down, but let's talk about a few of the other things here to consider. Uh, first of all, and one of the biggest mistakes I still see 
every day as a practitioner is even with the people that have half a million, it's not properly invested mm-hmm. because it's got to be, it's got to have the proper balance between stocks, bonds, and cash all the time, all the time. Not when no, you feel when it's better the or right worse time. about things. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll know when it's the right time. Okay. I'll then know. I watch the news. I'm really well informed. You're on it. You're I know. I, you know, I was listening to CNBC and, and they said they'll tell me when it's the right time. So they'll let you know to tell me the bell will ring. That's one. Number two is, uh, you mentioned this, the social security question, people still making tragic mistakes about this over and over and over again. And if you're 65 and in good health, there are pretty good odds that you or your spouse are going to live to your mid eighties. It's going to make sense to wait, to take that benefit. Here's another one that I think is pretty easy. And you're going to say, no, I'm retiring. How about doing something part-time just for a couple of bucks? You know, you don't, Don's going to do the voice thing. He's got a voice, all right? The rest of us, mere mortals, nah, that's not going to work. You know I mean? But I'm going to find something. Yeah, but you know what? If, if If I wasn't doing the voice thing, I would be designing a website yeah, or, you know, yeah. I, there are so many little good things point. I like doing that. Yep. And I know I can't be the only person on the planet who has interests that can be money-making. Yeah. I, I'm not monetized, I believe is the word. Yeah, monetized. Okay, here's, here's another could, one. You could, you could be soccer coach guy. <laughs> I could be. And I could get paid for that. Not a lot, but I could get paid. Um, but here's another one. Because it's come up in my life directly, and that is considering an alternative place to live or to alternative housing. I have a relative who wants to move back here to Seattle, which is basically impossible once you're retired because the income. But we've talked about doing something where we all live on one piece of property, alternative sort of lifestyle things like that, that you sometimes have to look at when you don't have the money you need to live like you lived in during your working years. That's something that's, to consider. That, that's Tom's uh, euphemism for starting a commune. He's starting a commune. <laughs> I prefer compound rather than commune, yeah. if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> so, I mean, these are things to consider, um, but don't give up. I mean, I, if you're 55 and you don't have that much money, there's still years ahead that you can do something about. And there's ways to, other than turning down the thermostat to 60, which I guess isn't that's not freezing. That's but it's not warm either. Uh, but there are other things you can do still to make it all go. You know, on the work. housing thing, on the housing thing, um, we we all tend to want to stay where we're comfortable. But if you're really in dire straits, uh, there are there are huge disparities in this country in the price of real estate from one area to another. It's crazy. Right? It's nuts. gigantic I disparities. Yep. I was looking mm-hmm. at places in uh, beautiful little towns in, in Kentucky and sure. West Virginia and uh, Tennessee. You can live for, you can have a house that's 25% of what it costs you to live in Seattle. Or less. Or less. But we for just a really in nice Florida. house. Has a half a million dollar home look quite nice, and they're planning on staying there the rest of their lives here. It would be a million and a half. Yeah. So no, I agree. So there so, are alternatives to make there it easier. Are alternatives. Yeah. Uh, but the best alternative of all, and this is addressed at at our friends the uh, Gen Xers that we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, save more. Yeah. Hurry. Work, save work longer, more. Save more. Yeah. Invest properly. Still, that's the biggest one I see is people 
are not properly invested at all times because despite what Don just told you, no one knows what the market's going to do tomorrow, the next day, or, or beyond. And, and I love your idea of working because, you know, it's so it's so interesting. Uh, we, many, many years ago, met a lovely, lovely couple who both worked as greeters at the uh, Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant at uh, Disney MGM Studios. They retired and they wanted to work at Disney. And they, they had all of, the, they, they were just, there was no pressure to make, the, they liked the extra income, but yep. what they liked most of all was the fact that they spent their part of their days and they, they I don't think they work full time interacting with people. Yeah. Somebody keeping their mind stimulated. Somebody the, the once former, told me the former yep. greeter at the grand Floridian, when we got married there, he just died recently. We got married there over 30 years ago. This old gentleman worked at the Grand Floridian into his 90s. Wow. Somebody once told me that it's a good idea to get up in the morning and do something where others are reliant on you, that that gives you purpose. That's a pretty interesting idea. That's a good so thing. Yeah. I think so. All right. Time for a couple of quick questions here. Sure, sure, All sure. Right. I love no, the question part. You're not going to like this one. This comes no. from Martin in Alpharetta, Georgia. No. Oh, Is he says, mad at me about crypto no, again? No, or something? no, no, okay. no. You're not going to like when you hear what's going on here. I am new to the personal finance sphere and discovered my educator 403B with Corbridge has a weighted expense ratio of 1.62. Oh, my gosh. I contribute a thousand a month and have an account balance of 200,000 with a 70 30 stock mix. He goes through the funds. Guess which company supplies these funds? Take a wild guess. You already know. American uh, funds? Nope, Valak. Valak. Oh, yep. it's Valak. That's right. Yep. It's part of Valak. I forgot. Bingo. Which is, yep. Yeah, which is part of uh, of I. Uh, what is it? What's the company? IAG. AIG. AIG. Gosh. Okay. I, I didn't remember that. Brain. But the question is to Martin, and he goes through some other stuff that they have set aside. Should what should I do about the outrageous and well known well what well, good job that you know this outrageous fee heavy four oh three B. Stop contributing, move the thousand dollars a month to a brokerage account, or is there another recommendation? In other words, there. don't do it pre-tax, just no 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 the money there's another recommendation account. though. Oh. Please, yes. There, the problem is the people who make themselves known. Did he say if it was a school or? Does not. Uh, it just said 403, right? Yeah. Okay. The the 403Bs are for nonprofits like schools and hospitals, medical facilities. Uh, and and the ones, who, the, the, the people who make, and the products that make themselves known to employees are, are usually those that are sold by commissioned providers. Yep. Insurance agents more than any other, because that was the way the 403 industry, 403B industry kind of got its start. Uh, but, but you can get your list of all approved investments from your company. And often I found many of them where you have Fidelity available, Fidelity no load index funds. Or uh, uh, Vanguard, no load you index. You don't think Martin's getting the full list, is what you're saying? There's other. I know he's not it. getting the full list. Ah, okay, I well, know he's helpful. not getting the full list. And if you're, if you are, if it's a school district, that's why I asked. There is a an incredible website out there called 403bwise.org. 403bwise.org, and you select your state, and like I'm just going to do it right here for you, real quick. Let's select Washington, and uh, what's your school district up there, Tom? Okay, we could go with Bellevue School District. 
Bellevue School right District. Right down the road here. There we the high go. school right there. And, and let's yep. view what options are available. Now, there are all kinds of, look, AXA, CoreBridge. Okay. CoreBridge is AIG and VALIC. They merge them together. Okay. Uh, Tia Kref, Voya, American Funds, Ameriprise. But they're not, those guys are going to send salesmen to talk to you or saleswomen. But this company, Vanguard, is not. Vanguard's on their list. This company, Fidelity, is not. Fidelity is on their list. This is the Bellevue School District. So you can buy any fund at Vanguard or they yes. have a short list? Well, I don't wow. know. It doesn't say, okay. but, but my guess they're is All right. they're going to be better. So Martin needs to go back to the school district or go to that website. Go to 403bwise.org. And find the other options. Okay, that's and good. And change your yeah. investment selection and get it go. out of Corbridge. You're just making Valic, which, by the way, in my mind, Valic, Valic, which was uh, part of AIG, which was the insurance company that got bailed out by the government in 2008, I honestly thought it should be allowed to fail. I don't think I think banks should be bailed out, but not insurance companies, and particularly not insurance companies that behaved as horribly as AIG did, and that's public knowledge. Their investments were dangerous. They 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 tell people things that are only at best half truths. Uh, they they're they're opaque as can be. But the thing is, is that take your money away from these guys. Get them with somebody who actually acts in your best interests. Thank you. And move the money from Valak and get out of the pickle you're in. There is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Is that too? Easy. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, another question from Patrick in beautiful Olala, Washington. I have two Coverdell ESA's education savings accounts for my grown children. They expire at uh, expire use at age 30, which one will be next April. They have not utilized the fund for schooling and will not be before their 30th birthday. Secure Act 2.0 spells out being able to convert funds of a 529 plan into a Roth IRA without any penalty. My question, in the eyes of the IRS, is an ESA account the same as a 529? In other words, can I move the money from the e Coverdell ESA to a Roth IRA, or is that just limited to the 520, Section 529 plans? It is, just it is just limited to 529s. However, Ooh. however, yes, ESAs can be transferred into another type of education plan like a 529. Ah, so you could actually move the ESA into the 529 and then move it into a Roth? I, I, well, that ah. the, the Roth part, I don't know, but I do know that ESAs, that money from an ESA can be transferred to a 529 for a qualified family member within the same organization. They're not, they're not reportable to the IRS. Nothing happens. So you can even move it to another one but then that gets reported to the IRS. But uh, you might want to get with your uh, your your Coverdell people or with a 529 provider and check on those rules. I, I would imagine then, I mean, once it's in a 529, there's no caveat. Right. You can take uh, it and move it no over. restriction. So yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like the backdoor Roth. It's like sounds uh, like it. yeah, like all those yeah, things. We, yeah, we left a we left a loophole. Didn't think about it. Yeah, didn't think that. But I, it looks to me like, and again, 
this is not my top area of expertise. We don't give but tax I do, advice. I yeah. do remember that ESAs can be transferred to 529s. So it seems logical. That I'm then gonna, you just I'm going to go with logical. Roth. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Right. I hope it works. All right. Check with your tax professional before making a move. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, stupid government makes tax laws so convoluted and confusing and then changes them every other day. I think, oh, no, we're going to interpret that differently. Let's interpret that this way now. In fact, the IRS will even tell you, even if they give you an opinion letter, we could change our minds. Yeah. Next week. It really doesn't else. mean anything. As it's they just, did with the with the, uh, the, the the catch-up, remember, starting next year for higher earners over 145000 you were going to have to put the catch-up into the Roth. Last week, they said, nope, you can still put that into the pre-tax. Change their minds. They, they just can't. Putting so they pushed it off for two years. They didn't change their mind. They said, "Well, you, we'll get to you later." So, and then Congress could just change it again. Who knows? Who knows? I do want to all say right. thank you for all these questions and keep them coming. I mean, you get the you get the verbal ones. I get the I get the speak pipe ones. Yeah, yeah, they're great. So keep them coming. We love to answer them. We try okay. the best we can to answer all. Of them and those come don't. in from yeah. the uh, the contact form at Talking Real Money. Yep. TalkingRealMoney.com. Yeah. I get the ones that you speak, and Tom gets the ones that you type. Yeah. Because I don't like paper. Faster reader I don't like paper. I would lose them all. All right. Uh, Tom, did you want to invite anyone to annoy you at nope, any time? I don't, I don't want nobody. No one else. I, I'm always happy to hear from anybody, either doing the online form or calling us 800-386-3004. No question is too small. No account is too large. I was kidding about the last part. It's okay. Did you did you just write that, that up? I just made that we'll up. I'm pretty good. Large. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you all. Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast, for telling friends, neighbors, and relatives. Uh, please do more of that because we really, really, really want to make a difference in people's lives across the country. So tell everybody you know to listen to the show that's all about your dough, even if it snows. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, it's not that season yet. Close. Yeah. Closer than it was six months ago. (laughs) We got to go. Thank you all for being there. Take good care of yourselves. I'm Don. That's Tom. We talk real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.